start this again? <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, hello, uh, Peter. Uh, that's you, Peter. This is me, Brian. It's a little snake. Hey. Hey. Um, it's May 20th in the year 2020. Um, and this is a little snack. Uh, welcome, uh, everyone listening. We're glad to have you. Some uh, of you. Well, some of you, yeah, there are a few people who are regular listeners uh, whom we wish would stop. Uh, no, that's not true at all. We, we like everybody, honestly. Um, how are you, Peter? I'm healthy. I'm well. Everybody's well here. Um, Great. My, my youngest just finished pre-K today, graduated. Hey, congratulations. And uh, my other is going to finish up third grade in a couple weeks. And uh, so we're pretty proud of that. And that's awesome. I'll be in the workforce soon. That's awesome. Yeah, get them to get those kids back in the factories. (laughs) I heard kids fare better in this Corona day, anyway. They do, from what I tell, from what I'm I'm hearing. There are some outlier uh, uh, cases, I guess, where they're getting some pretty bad results, but um, still very rare, happily. But uh, but yeah, still still a modest risk for for kids. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I don't care. Uh, Okay. Thank you for your honesty. Um, uh, I actually, I'm fine. Uh, we're like, like we're, we're healthy. No COVID in the, in the family. Um, it, it's, it's still just interesting sort of, um, kind of keeping the pandemic in the right place in your brain. Like, um, we're, we're going to have my niece and nephew come over for a sleepover on Friday. And, um, you know, my sister lives very close by. They've been quarantining. Um, I think they've been going to the grocery store with masks and trying to be safe and all that. And I think they've been getting deliveries like we have. Um, so I, I, you know, I think generally it's pretty safe. And then the kids, uh, even if they happen to have it and be asymptomatic, they're very bad at shedding it and giving it to others. So it's just like, you know, it's 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 more of a risk than I'm used to taking, but I feel like it's it's somehow worth it. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, it depends on what I read. You know, it can be a tweet about it. It can be it can be a little um, an article that has nothing to do with that specifically, but about the disease. And I'm going back and forth. I'm like, oh, I'm not taking it seriously enough. Oh, okay, I th- th- this this is fine. I need to you know I need to live my life. Blah blah blah. And I don't know. It's just. It's it's a little nuts because we don't we don't have any hard and fast answers or rules on things other than kind of guidelines to minimize your risk. So mm. it's like, okay, I guess I'm doing that. But you're very nervous about the sleepover, right? So it, it <laughs> is is it like you know, am I dumb to be nervous? Uh, am I no. worried to be, or or is it is it the right sort of? You know, is that am I at the appropriate level of anxiety about it? I don't know. I mean, I'm happy to see the kids, and I know I know Beatrice will be over the moon to be playing with kids again. But you know, I I worry. I I don't want you'll, COVID. You'll, you'll know in two weeks. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. If you're on death's door in two weeks, you'll know. You probably shouldn't have done that, Brian. Anyway. Oh man, if you go, man, who am I gonna do this podcast with? I know you're, you'll just have to like recreate our old podcasts, and just you know use my audio and then and then fill a new audio for you. Then you can say whatever you want. Okay, how's that sound? Well, I guess I got enough voicemail messages from you. I could probably just loop it. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll sound like a crazy person, but that's when funny. you call, I do not answer straight to mail. 
<laughs> yes, oh. but uh, okay. So yeah, we've established I, that we're both good. They'll yes. be fine. You guys yeah. are quarantined long enough, and it'll actually help, and you'll feel good, and you'll yeah. forget while you're doing it. And right. And so. Yeah. So that's happening. Uh, fingers crossed that all goes well. I'm optimistic it will, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, podcasting. Uh, yes. I've, I've got, I've watched a lot of stuff, a lot for me. Oh, good. um, yeah. So, uh, I know they're not, it's not stuff that, that you've also watched. Um, so I know we don't have a lot of crosstalk on most of it. So let's start, uh, let's start. Should we start with the stuff that we don't have crosstalk on or the stuff that we do? Let's mix it up. Uh, well, there's only one thing we have crosstalk on, so <laughs> it's really either or. Uh, I leave it up to you. Um, why don't Why don't I? I'll get out. I'll just talk briefly about the stuff I've seen that you haven't, and then we'll get into The Witcher. Oh well, the, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I have seen a few things. I've seen episode one of season one of The Great. Mm-hmm. Which which is the uh, the new show on Epics, I believe. Who's the kid in that? Uh, it's got um, it's uh, Fan, Fanning, L Fanning. L Fanning's uh, the lead. Yeah. Is that? Do I have that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I we did no research for this, guys. Um, you you expect no less. Um, so it, essentially it's got, it's got the, the girl from, uh, um, oh, <laughs> I almost said eight millimeter. No, it's not eight millimeter. It's, <laughs> oh my God. That's horrific, no, no, right? I know it is. It is. It's a bad one. No, I was that JJ Abrams movie. That's a Spielberg homage. What's that one called? Yeah, it's, I mean, in that eight millimeter. No, I think it's something else. Super eight. Super eight. Yeah. <laughs> I got the wrong film stock. Uh, she was in super eight and, um, and she's been in those um, Maleficent movies that are apparently not good. Um, and now she's in this. Uh, it's from the same guy that uh, did The Favorite, which uh, which got some, uh, netted some Oscars. Uh, I don't think it was last year. Was it last year? Year before last, maybe. And it's um, it has the same kind of odd tone where it's um, kind of sarcastic and contemporary. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, but it's good. I mean, it, the, the, the setting is, the costumes are great. The setting is great. The performances are great. The kind of, um, the slant, I guess, of it, where it's, um, you know, people of all different races are, are part of like Peter the Great's court. It's like, they just take race completely off the table. It's like, that's not what we're concerned about here. We're, we're concerned about class and personalities and you know so acronism and acronisms abound uh here and and it just kind of works in a way mm-hmm. but it is a little jarring um I, I know peggy was saying that she's like I, she wasn't you know this is definitely not like barry linden you know there's no verisimilitude here it's oh, just the, <laughs> does she know barry linden well um i don't think no i don't i don't know that she's seen it this was not her <laughs> quote oh you this is the not... words in your wife's mouth. No, I I didn't. I just said it's, it's <laughs> the reason that she was, she found it jarring. I think was because it's it does it does not authentic in, in that way. The way that Barry Lyndon is. If I if I mentioned Barry Lyndon and my yeah. wife in the same sentence, I, I I'd be in trouble. Oh really? Does, has she seen it? I uh, 
made her family watch it for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen. And they were just like silent. And I'm just (laughs) laughing and rolling around. I just think this is so great. And then I had to sit there and try to explain everything. Right. So it was a close thing for your relationship. (laughs) I was like. (laughs) Hey, must have worked. Yeah, I guess so. It, it, It puts you over the top. Um, so it's, uh, I would, I would say it's a recommend to check it out after having seen just one episode. I, I think I can sort of imagine the pitch meeting here where it's like, well, we take a little bit of hands made tale, a handmaid's tale and, um, a little bit of this show, a little bit of that and, and kind of like glom it all together and, um, and we get something, but the, I mean, <laughs> how are your pitches going, Brian? Uh, well, clearly, really well. Look, look where I'm oh, at. Wow. Uh, we take a little bit of this. <laughs> um, yeah. So after having seen one episode of season one, I'd say pretty check it out. See what you think. Well, if you liked what, you would like this. Um, if you liked what, uh, I don't know. I would imagine if you saw the favorite, but I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the favorite um, either. Um. There's a good answer to that question, Peter. I just don't know what it is. Mm. Did you know that Elle Fanning was born in a place called Conyers, Georgia? No kidding. Is that near you? Yeah, it's it's uh, out, out where my parents used to live, actually. Oh, yeah. So wow. she's a local girl. Okay. I'll use that when I when I uh, when I text her. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you have her number? No, of course not. Don't don't give her any pitches. Yeah. So I've got this pitch, okay, that's like it's a it's mix one thing, of it's a mix of one thing and another. Girls are easy <laughs> and alien. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably watch that. It sounds pretty good. Um, the other thing, quickly, I'll jump into <laughs> is um, the FX show "What We Do in the Shadows." Wait, wait, FX. Um, for, before you get into that, okay, so FX yeah. is owned by Disney. Oh yeah, because FX is a is a is twentieth century Fox. I don't understand the whole thing, but the last thing I saw that like like they're under the umbrella recently and like uh they haven't moved anything over. But I think I think it's part of like it's Disney gets all the proceeds now from FX stuff. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I'm not, I guess there's gotta be some specific webpage like understanding the Disney fire. <laughs> yeah, your your new entertainment monolith. So, so sorry, go ahead. FX, which show is it? Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Um, and it's uh, based on a, a film that was produced by Funny or Die some years back that has kind of gotten a cult following um, that starred uh, Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine Clement, uh, among yeah, they, others. They co-wrote it, right, and directed it. Yes, that's right. And uh, it's, it's hilarious. It's very it's, funny, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And so I guess they sold the 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 tv show uh, a, a tv version of the movie to uh, to fx i've seen the and... first episode of the tv show oh you have, have okay you that's, all... the... yeah, that's, that's what you're awesome. talking about yeah that's what i'm oh, talking about we have crossed up <laughs> awesome um so i uh it was directed by taiko atiti but he's not in it and jermaine clement wrote it but he's not in it right. but it's got this new cast of characters and i think so far after you know one half hour episode it's like they really kind of recaptured exactly what that the movie experience was like, um, you know, down to the production value, which maybe even if anything else, a little higher, uh, the, the jokes are great. Um, and the, the, the premise is, is funny where it's just like, it has this 
creepy undertone, but then it's, it's sort of this really broad absurdism at times, like, you know, how ridiculous these vampires are, but at the end of the day, they're still vampires and, and, and what they do is still really like terrifying and awful. What, you, uh, you, I saw it a long time ago, like a year ago when it first season came out. This is on the second season, I think just came out. Yeah, that, that's right. The second, so, and that, that's kind of what prompted me to take it, check it out. The, the best thing about the new episode is the new cast member for, um, uh, th- there's all the different vampires, and then oh. there's the, the 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 roommate. What's his name? Oh, the energy vampire. I forget the, his name though, but yeah, the energy. <laughs> and they're all scared of him. It's amazing. I have my wife on the floor. That was hilarious. <laughs> what? What? And, and well, it, it's great because at the end, doesn't don't his eyes glow? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious because it's like so. Des- you know, describe him. Describe him, Brian. Okay, so basically, he's a version of um, uh, the guy in the basement office and office space. Um, with the stapler, except you know he's he's walking around and stuff and and, and not uh, looks different, but he's got that same monotone. He and he and they show him in an office environment, and he's he's going up and talking to people. He's like you know he's got glasses and short short dark hair and you know business casual you know khakis and a button down shirt, and and he's just like droning on and on. And the people in the in the cubicles. <laughs> Who are listening to this they're just like they're slow you can see them slowly <laughs> like and you're like are they dying or are they falling asleep right, he doesn't he doesn't suck blood he yeah, drains their energy, drains their energy. And i don't know pressing them yeah and it's like i don't know if 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 they recharge themselves or if there's just like they're just pulling you know corpses out of these offices wherever he goes but but it's so funny because the, the other vampires like fear him I mean, they're also super annoyed by him, but they but they do they they don't give him any guff because, like they I think they respect the power of his energy vampirism. Um, and because yeah, I think he drains them too. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's like they <laughs> he can he can he can drain their energy too, so they don't, they don't want him around at all. Um, and I, I think that 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 was great. That's a great addition to the sort of mythos of of this this universe. And then there's all they also add a. Um, a woman to the kind of central cast and um and she's hilarious uh the the whole thing where she thinks she sees the reincarnated version of one of her old lovers mm-hmm. uh, and and it's like it's i think it's totally a send-up of uh, bram stoker's dracula where gary oldman sees you know in winona Ryder's character his 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 uh uh, beloved from centuries earlier, mm-hmm. except they just completely make it absurd and and uh, it's 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 really funny actually. Um, and and as weird as she is with this guy, uh, the guy still wants to like you know get her number and stuff. He's not put off at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I'd say that I'm looking forward to watching uh, watching some more of that. Uh, it's it's well done. Great. Yeah, it's 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 very clever. Um, let's see. Was there anything else I had before we get into? I, I did. I did have a little research. Uh, FX is oh. um, is owned by Disney. Oh, okay, it is. Yeah, and uh, according to this, it is only broadcast in 720p. What? So its quality is ass. Oh, why would they do such a thing? I don't know. Because that's that's one thing about uh, not even 1080. Like, what sort of business decision drives that? I wonder. It has to be something. But I mean, it's like you look at the 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 great 
with uh, El Fanning, and it's just like it just you know watching it in 4K, it's amazing. You know, it's just oh, that's what I this is what I was talking about. Uh, um, FX is now on Hulu, oh. and Hulu is owned by Disney, and so now it's not you don't have to use the FX app to watch it. You can just go to Hulu, which got an update today Did that it. it made it much more. I haven't used it yet. I'm just talking on my butt. Sure, it's much more user friendly according to the update. Okay, because uh, Hulu is one of the worst apps to use to find a show. Oh, that's and, very like, true. Like, like you, <coughs> you, you, you go, you click on Hulu. I'm talking about Apple TV. You go into Hulu and you, you know, you go over three times, go down once or twice, and oh, there's a show I want to watch. So it's not too bad to find what you were previously watching. Right. But then when you're done with the episode, and you want to leave the app. You got to go back, 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 mm-hmm. back, and then you're out of it. And it's like I hate that. Right. I mean, I know you can just hold down menu and it goes back to the main menu, but I, I, something about clicking back that I like. Yeah. And Hulu is one of those apps that was terrible at it. So hopefully they fix that. You know, I got, I got problems with it. Yeah. 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 I, I find when I, whenever I go to Hulu, which isn't often. <laughs> did did um, I just energy drain you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to really give myself yeah, an energy shot. You don't give me this, man. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was gonna. I, I I had something to talk about your your, your bad AI there or uh, interf- UI. Um, I it's just like you scroll <clears throat> you scroll down a few times, and it's like, oh, that's a show. I, I would watch that, or I'd watch that. And it's just like six or seven down is is as far as I ever get before I find something I want to watch. Um, or in- yeah, on Hulu, yeah. Um, because they had they had that Hillary documentary. They had um. Uh, uh, 11 is on there yeah that was pretty um yeah i watched some of that how, how much of that have you seen i watched the whole thing okay we're, we're like um way too long yeah that's what they tend to do with these it's kind of like the outsider right where it's like they they extend you one did. novel into a season and it's like no it's not quite it doesn't quite warrant that uh, it's uh, yes agreed but i think the outsider was better okay yeah yeah, I mean this this uh, the, the adaptation that I've seen of of eleven twenty two sixty three, which is just to catch everybody up, is a is a Stephen King novel that was adapted um, for uh, Hulu. Uh, it stars. Um, oh man, what's his name? He's oh my gosh, he's he's in. I know. Oh my god, he would be so he would be so mad at us if he he's he's. I think it's like a comment on how non current well, our he friends is. work with him. Um, right, friends with him. Oh, I want I want to say James Marsden. James. James, looks Ro- like James James Dean was who they were going after when yeah. he came out. James Rogan. No. James. <laughs> <laughs> he's in. He's in. The, he's always with Seth Rogan. Right. He's always with Seth Rogan. He was in Pineapple Express. Uh, Sausage Party. Joe Lansdale. No. Where is it? Where's Pineapple Express? Uh, James Franco. James Franco. <laughs> Jesus. People are are hitting the unsubscribe <laughs> button. Faster than you can imagine right now. <laughs> they're like, these guys don't even remember James Franco's name. Oh, my God. They're they're like fit for the memory ward. Uh, okay, so anyway, so James Franco is in it. Um, and he plays a guy who goes back in time to like three years before the assassination of JFK to try and stop the assassination. Well, when, when is he currently? Uh, he was well, like, it's supposed yeah. to be like present day, like 2016 or something, right? Okay, yeah, I think yeah. so. 
So then he um, he drops back into 1960, and the thing is, is that he can travel back in time and get to 1960, the one place uh, and the one time, um, and he can come back. But if he if he goes back to the past, he starts over again. Mm-hmm. So it's like whatever he does, he has to to be finished with, and then come back to the to the to the present to the future, and he can't go back again because it'll wipe everything else he did out. So. He, even though he's three years before uh, the assassination of JFK, he's got to hang out in in America at that time for for all that time and like do research and stuff. And um, it's interesting. Um, I think Jonathan Demi was going to do it as a film. Yes. Uh, but Stephen King said um, no because Jonathan Demi didn't want to do basically all the boring stuff where the main character falls in love, like starts teaching high school, falls in love with the teacher. They get into like a regular life in the sixties and on the side, he's doing JFK stuff uh, to the point where he's like, I don't even know if I want to do JFK stuff anymore. And, and Jonathan Demi didn't want to do any of that stuff. He wanted to do like the time travel, the um, just straight ahead towards the assassination and stopping the assassination. And uh, Stephen King wasn't into that. So that, 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 that fell away. What's interesting about the show so far is that while they're certainly touching on that, you know, so so-called boring stuff, the the assassination stuff is definitely taking top billing. Um, so I, I feel like if Steve Stephen King had been willing to, and I guess even Jonathan Demi had been willing to kind of work together to, you know, get the right mix for for both of them, we could have, that that might have been one of Jonathan Demi's last movies actually, because um, he died a year later. Yeah, I guess I guess I was right. It wasn't long ago. Um, but um, eleven twenty two sixty three. I mean, I, I guess I can't say yeah, high recommend because you know we just stopped watching it, uh, not because we were turned off or anything, but just kind of like it. I guess we just didn't feel that same narrative urgency that that sometimes you have with a show where you want to jump back in. Um, but you know, it it's good. It's like the uh, the production design is great. They carry off the the whole 1960s uh, look and vibe flawlessly. Um, and James Franco is, is um, not terrible at it. So um, I would say that one's pretty good. Um, and then uh, I guess just quickly, uh, Scoob. Scoob, yeah. I've yeah. not seen that. That's everywhere. Everybody wants to watch it with their kids. Right. So we, um, it's, it's like available. It was supposed to come out in the theaters. And with the pandemic, I think the, the studio... Uh, decided to just, I guess it was Warner Brothers, just decided to throw it out there. And um, actually not not just available for streaming, but to buy. So um, we watched it, and um, it's it's a little off tonally from time to time. It's got some, some um, fun things, but I, I think at the end of the day, um, I think they just had a hard time striking the right tone to kind of get it into that... Um, not necessarily kind of Pixar stratosphere of, of 3d animated movies, but out of the basement where you might find something like wonder park or, or, you know, like, you know, what, what you're, what you're aiming for, if not, if not for perfection, then like kind of at least like Kung Fu Panda good, or mm-hmm. maybe like Shrek two good. And mm-hmm. it, it, I don't think it gets close to that. Um, but I, I, I definitely get that they were trying to recapture or, pay homage to the uh, 
the Scooby-Doo universe and the tone of the original show. And they definitely do that. But then they, they kind of throw that out the window pretty quickly, um, to, to do some stuff that seems kind of, uh, test market driven almost. And I, it, it kind of, it kind of took me out of it and it made, made it quite a bit less charming, I think for me, but it does have an amazing voice cast. I was a little surprised, um, you know, uh, some of the people that are in it, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mark Wahlberg is a voice, um, uh, Will Forte is in it. I think the original voice of uh, Scooby-Doo, uh, he's, he's, he does the Scooby-Doo voice. Um, and if, and a few other names, uh, when you pause on the fire stick, it brings up, um, all of the actors. And I was just like, Oh cow, that's his voice. That's his voice. Um, so that, that, that was what actually kind of makes me think that maybe they were, they had joined in, uh, expecting a better script possibly. And Mm -hmm. so some stuff might've changed around beyond what they were thinking. I don't know. So, uh, but B loves it. Great. That's, that's what all, it's for, man. That's, that's what it's for. Exactly. So, and, and, um, there wasn't anything in there that, um, uh, had me like, Oh geez, I can't believe they put that in there for a five-year-old. It, it seemed fine for that. Um, so yeah, so check that out with your kids. It, it's a, it'll be a, a good, a good way to zonk out for two hours while your kid is entertained. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. It's everywhere online everywhere you see it it's uh, something that was interesting a little bit of apple news there is apple it was the first time apple let another studio or movie that was an apple tv plus be the splash page on a bunch of things like mm. it was like they must have gotten paid for, hey can we have that advertising space on your splash page and they're like sure oh because the because apple's gonna make money uh being a distribution system now versus oh this is that could be a little apple news yeah so so wait so they they had on their home page they had a, a paid ad for well, what I, was on, it? The, on, on the apple tv um, oh apple tv um so they uh um they decided to uh put it up so it's a scoob there instead of something from apple tv like defending jacob oh okay okay with captain america right I haven't heard uh, good stuff about that show either, by the way. Oh, I'm watching it, Brian. Are you? So you don't have to. Oh, thank you. I, it I, is I'll... it is terrible. It's total bad writing. Uh, you can smell the writing, the oh, novel. No. What's yeah. what's Chris Evans doing in something like that? Collecting cash. Yeah, but you can only do so many cash grabs before it catches up with you. I mean, there's no way. I can't imagine there's like a gotcha moment coming later in the season. Right. Um, it's just setting stuff up. There's, there's, here's a problem, um, mm. with, the uh, Apple. <laughs> here's the one problem. Yeah. They got, well, they must have at least one. They have in their contracts, whenever they use the Apple devices and anything, they cannot be used by the bad guys. Oh yeah. I read about that. That's right. They so can't. as and soon as you see on any of their shows, any, but which they use a lot of is mm-hmm. their devices. Um, as soon as you see like, okay, for instance, the show, the defending Jacob is a story about a boy who was murdered in a park. And, um, then, uh, Chris Evans son is the one accused of killing him by circumstantial evidence. Right. Yeah. 
So that's what you're defending Jacob and, and what's going on. And, and Chris Evans is an attorney and he can't really help. So he starts doing all these things he doesn't do. And he just goes down a rabbit hole of mm-hmm. defending your son from going to prison. Right. <clears throat> and his fr- and his son's not very good at helping him. He seems like a <laughs> down and out kid. And stuff like right. That. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, he uses an iPhone. Oh, no. So immediately, like. He did it. No, he didn't do it. Wait, if the kid uses an iPhone, right? Then he only did good. Then only good guys. Oh, yeah, all right. I, I took the exact wrong, yeah. wrong thing from that. So he, so he didn't do it. Okay, right. And then the, and then the first episode, there's already like a, a creepy yeah, dude, out. creepy, creepy dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a creepy dude. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's probably that guy, and he's using a Samsung. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you go by follow the money, unless this, unless. That's the freaking thing that they're gonna do at the end of the series. It's like we, you thought he was gonna be innocent because he had an iPhone. Oh no, yeah. the Samsung was innocent. True, maybe because it's on on Apple TV that they're like the rules are out the window. We can do whatever we want. You're already you, you're like, already paying. Yeah, yeah, you're already an Apple head. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna you're you can't be you know swayed one way or the other about yeah. this. I, maybe that is maybe he did do it because he has an iPhone maybe I, maybe in my earlier stupidity I was actually right yeah I'm I'm wondering if it's also uh, the device is one thing and then a lot of movies just put like a video or a, a still picture on and pretend to use it as a phone like it drives me nuts when people put the phone up to their heads and then the screen is still on <laughs> you know, right. you know, like you know, yeah. like we solved this problem with the first model, but no, right. on TV and movies, they're like the light's still on, and it's the it's the telephone screen with the end call button, and there's still them against their face. I'm like, it's totally gonna hit your face, and you're gonna end the call, bitch. <laughs> um, these are the things I worry about at night. Right, um, right. But this happens so much with me now. Uh, I look at how much is left in a show. I look at. Uh, money details and time details to know mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the script. And, uh, you know, you're right about, I'm right about 75% of the time with these details. Right. Um, without like following the script, you could just look at us still and realize like this kid's the good, he's, he didn't do it. He has an iPhone in his hand. Right. Um, do you, do but, you feel that that detracts from the overall enjoyment of the show when you feel like you're, you're there's, trying, there's no enjoyment in this show. Uh, <laughs> oh, this particular show. Yeah. This show is bad. Okay. Um, okay. But we, what about I, the shows we, you like? Do you do that with shows you like as well? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I can't think of an example at the moment. Because um, I think I know what you're talking about, and I and I try to to never get ahead, even even if I think if I really you know put on my thinking cap I could get there. I'm like no, I just want to like you know be washed away with this story and just kind of like you know have it have it happen to me, as opposed to I, I know some people. I think I think Peggy's more of the like you know. Well, probably because she's much smarter than me, but she she's just like usually ahead of stuff, and she's like, oh, this and oh that. I'm like, well, don't ruin it for me. I, I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be Sherlock Holmes with this thing. I'm just watching it. I'm a, I'm a dope in a movie theater trying to watch a show. I'm not. This is not a puzzle, you know. So I, I try to I I try not to do that for that reason because I feel like it. I, I could provide myself with spoilers because of some, you know, misstep by the by the filmmaker, but. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that that um, that helps the enjoyment. There's another thing to do. Mm-hmm. What what were we talking about? Like went off on a tangent there. I'm sorry. We're talking about uh, defending Jacob. We're talking well, about yeah. Apple. I know what we were talking about, but yeah, what were ta- we we were going someplace before that. I think 
the oh the app I was going to start with like vaguely Apple news, and it was the yeah. fact that the splash page for Scoob uh, took over, oh, and, and, right. that, and that's a and that's a big deal. That's a, that's something interesting. And something in news this week was that Apple is buying back catalogs of TV shows, and oh. and stuff. So they are going to start, you know, um, who knows what shows they're going to buy and start probably showing. Yeah, uh, but and when they're going to do that. Um, but they're also buying new material, such as Tom Hanks' new movie. Um, right. What's that called? Greyhound? Is that what it was? Greyhound, I believe. And it's bought it for $70 million up front, which mm-hmm. to me is like, if it was a Tom Hanks movie, and they probably spent probably $100 million, probably more, because it's got a lot of CG and boat stuff. And Yeah, yeah. That's not, not a cheap movie. I don't understand. It's a 15-year deal. Exclusive distribution rights. For 15 years, for 70 yeah. million dollars, I'm like, I there's a lot of details here missing. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Maybe it's just 70 million dollars, <laughs> just straight Tom in Hanks Tom Hanks' sucks. pocket. <laughs> Maybe Apple saw it and it's like, this movie's terrible. People don't know that yet. Wasn't well, uh, he? He's on a he's on a bad losing streak, isn't he right now? Um, the Hankster. Oh uh, well, he did the um, the Fred Rogers movie that bombed. Yeah, bombed. Did it bomb bomb or was it like uh, kind of half bomb? Shake your bomb bomb, shake your bomb bomb. <laughs> uh, I, it, it, he got a he got an Oscar nom out of it, so it, it it wasn't a complete failure, right? No, I don't know. I'd have to uh, look it up. I mean, I, I'm looking him up right now. He's only okay. 63. Jeez. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, man. Yeah. Um, but I I don't. I, I mean, he hasn't had a, like a major. Is that true? He hasn't had a like a major. Toy movie? Story Four would be the last. Yeah, I guess that yeah, does that count. Really, I don't think it does. I think that's that's kind of. What's his last live action movie that was that was of note? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm Who, who's gonna help, Here we go. Who's gonna help bring that dude back where he belongs? Top of the uh, game. Let's see, he's busy. Yeah. Um. He's in. Sully did that do well? Um, I, as well as a Clint Eastwood movie is likely to do, so probably not. No. Inferno, which is a Dan. Oh, the Dan Brown book. Dan yeah. Brown books. Uh, okay. The Circle. Isn't um, that like a computer yeah, company thing? Yeah, based on a Dave Eggers novel. Mark Felt, cool. the man who brought down the White House. That that bombed. Oh yeah, big time. The Post. Nobody saw that. That's a that's a Steven that's Spielberg. Spiel- movie. Yeah, it was a Spielberg movie. It was it was pretty decent, but yeah, no one saw it. Um. Let's see. Uh, Toy Story 4 and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So Toy Story 4 probably did really well. Yeah. Uh, what's his last big movie? Bridge of Spies, Bomb, Saving Mr. Banks, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips, I think, was probably a big hit. Yeah, Captain Phillips did well. And Saving Mr. Banks, I think, did okay. But actually, I, th- I think that was a very middling box office. And it didn't go where everyone wanted it to uh, in the Oscar race. But I liked that movie quite a bit. I thought that was really good. Cloud Atlas. Oh, that was a huge bomb. Uh, I'm trying to look at where the wild thing though. Uh, Angels and Demons, I think, did well. Um, the Simpsons movie, he's in that. Charlie Wilson's War didn't do well. Oh man, this is a, a longer list of not great movies. We're, we're, we're going to 2006, dude. Da Vinci Code. That was big, but arguably it didn't have much to do with him. Yeah. Um, what about Cast Castaway? When was Castaway? That was the last big 
Was that the last big Tom Hanks vehicle that just that just killed? Uh, Castaway was 2000. That did well. And then Road to Perdition was a big, oh my yeah, gosh, a, it's coming out. And it that 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 disappointment. Kind of, yeah. Major, and then disappointment. Catch Me If You Can did well. Okay. Yeah. And that's 2002. Lady Killers. I just recently watched the first 10 minutes of that. Yeah. Uh, that bombed. Yeah, that bombed. The Terminal was cute, maybe. Yeah. It didn't do big business. That, this is almost seeming like a. Whoa, this is getting a little a, depressing here. I know, a similar indictment of uh, of Spielberg's last few movies. Oh, he hasn't done anything, really. Yeah. Really uh, worthwhile. Like, I watched some of Amazing Stories on Apple TV+. Plus. This just sounds like an ad. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I will say Apple TV Plus shows are subpar. Yeah. They don't have a hit. They're spending the money. They have the talent, but they're, in my opinion... Yeah, there's not getting there. Uh, it, there's no, you know, there's nothing there yet. Right. Um, but one of these has got a hit. Yeah, one of them will. Um, but yeah, but Tom Hanks and Spielberg, we could uh, go down the. I know. How do the, how do we get them back to, to where they were? At? Like Spielberg's last movie was uh, uh, Ready Player One. I think that did okay. Oh, he did a movie before that. Uh, since then, you mean? Yeah, since that. What was it? Um. Let me look him up. Um, and I know he's got the new West Side Story one coming up, but I, I, I feel like that's kind of gotten bomb written all over it already. I, 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 don't, I can't imagine people are clamoring to go see a new musical of West Side Story, but I'm not um, Yeah, you're so. right. Ready Player One was the last thing he did. Um, okay. Surprise, Brian's right. <laughs> the trap. Okay, let's, let, let, let's, let's do the list, right? Okay. In 71, he did Duel, the two cars. The car chasing, the truck chasing the K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugarland Express. Yep. Um, Jaws, never heard of it. Yeah, that's 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 a a hard one to remember, yeah. Close Encounters. And then 1941 bombed. Right, that was, and that was his only bomb for a long time. Yeah, and it hurt him a lot. Like, I remember, I've heard articles saying that that really, he was, it really wounded him. Yeah. Ego. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. E.T. Uh, one Temp- segment in Twilight Zone. The Temple of Doom, right? Temple of Doom. And then he started getting artistic with Color of Purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Empire yeah. of the Sun. Empire of the Sun. Um, mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And then was that then Jurassic Park and Schindler's List the same year? Peter. Ah, Hook. No. <laughs> no, not Peter. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hook. Uh, Bangarang. Um, then Jurassic Park Schindler's List, the year for him. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was the peak. That was 92, right? 93. Oh, damn. Okay, 93. Jesus, man. I know. I'm off my game. Uh, and then, uh, then he was gone for a while. Uh, and then Lost World Jurassic Park and Amistad. Mm-hmm. Um, should we be saying the years? When I say this, Might as well, yeah. Ninety-seven, uh, Jurassic Park, Amist- uh, Lost World, and Amistad. Ninety-seven, uh, ninety-eight, he did Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. And then, uh, two thousand one, uh, AI. Do you remember the hype for that one? Oh yes, I do. I was like the the because Kubrick had just passed in ninety-nine, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And so I guess he Kubrick, got to work. Okay. I'm going to remind you what yeah. year we graduated from film school. Yeah. We graduated like a couple months after Kubrick died. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
And then right before we graduate, May 25th or whatever, we go to see Star Wars. Yeah. Phantom Menace. It was just like. Terrible couple of months. <laughs> I, know, I know. Everything you believed in is dead. Yeah. That was, that was, a, that was an eventful year in 99, man. There were some movies that came up and just shook the world. Um, so, yeah. So, in 2001, it was like Stanley Kubrick and, and uh, Steven Spielberg had had talked about doing AI, but you know, Kubrick is, is sort of famous for talking about doing projects, but then not doing them. You know, he's very, like very selective. So I don't think there is any reason to think that AI would have happened had Kubrick remained alive. So it did have this sort of ghoulish overtone where Spielberg is coming in to capitalize on Kubrick, but I, I don't think he came at it from that place. But that movie I thought was, obviously a misfire but it was it was strong for i thought a huge period of it and then it just kind of it kind of meandered and and lost i think lost focus and and i i've i've never just felt like this podcast uh dude we haven't had focus yet so <laughs> <laughs> we, we lost our way as soon as we said hey welcome to a little snack yeah. um but yeah i do remember the hype on that one and and i mean so it, it, are we saying essentially that Saving Private Ryan was the last Spielberg movie that kind of captured the the public imagine the American imagination. Um, no, uh, 2002 Minority Report and Catch Me If You Can, and both of those were received really well. Yeah, I don't think they did. They didn't do Saving Private Ryan numbers. You know what I mean? It's like that. Those, those were events. Like we were used to Spielberg event movies, and I don't think Catch Me If You Can or uh, what was the other one? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, they, 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 yeah. Minority Report. I mean, Minority Report has aged very well, and it seemed very prescient. But I think people weren't like, "Oh, Minority Report." Everyone, literally, everyone has to go see this. Like the same way they talked about Saving Private Ryan. Um. I yeah. I because I feel like Spielberg has gone on this very um, true events kind of trajectory. Uh, not uh, not terribly unlike uh, Clint Eastwood. Um, where they just want to delve into uh, true life events, often often historical, um, you know, with with Munich and Lincoln, and Lincoln was good. I thought I, that that's probably one of the last Spielberg movies I really I really liked of his. Um, yeah, I forget. I, I kind of got lost thinking about Lincoln, so I, I, I lost the thread. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good movie. I mean, Daniel I mean, Day-Lewis, right? You can't, get, you can't, can't go wrong there. But. I mean, he did, uh, after, uh, he did Terminal in 2004, and then 2005, he had War of the Worlds and Munich. Uh, oh, yeah, War of the Worlds. Was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yikes, yeah. Uh, 2011, Adventures of Tintin, which is a weird one. That's uh, a very I, weird one. I, I can't watch that kind of animation. I, no. I, I was not into that one. And was just, and uh, and Warhorse in 2011. Do you remember? Do you even remember that? I haven't seen that one actually. I haven't. That's the one I haven't seen. I, I believe I've watched either all of it or some of it. Yeah, that was um, one of Cum- Cumberbatch's first big Hollywood movies, as I recall. Yes, yes, that's right. He's in it. Um, then 2012 Lincoln, and then uh, another break in, in 2015 Bridge of Spies, which you liked a lot. Right. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, really? Yeah, I really want to though, but I can't find it anywhere. I mean, oh, not th- not that I've looked streaming. high and low. Yeah. Not that I've looked high and low or anything, but it well, I'm, sh- I'm, face. I'm sure you saw 2016's hit, the BFG. <laughs> you know what? I saw the first like five minutes of that uh, a couple months back. 
And I was just like, okay, there's something wrong with this, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, like I was just, I was just like, well, this is, this is just wrong somehow. And I can't, I can't put my finger on it. Um, but I, I didn't stay for the whole show, obviously, but I just, I just watched the first and the effects seemed good, but I don't know if it, it just seemed, I think it seemed the wrong approach to take with a rolled doll story. You don't come at a rolled doll story, I think with big, big effects and a little bit of like cloying cuteness. And it's like, there's just a very specific tone that you have to take. And I don't think I don't, it may be that Spielberg is not sort of cut out to, to, to take that sort of project on. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say without having seen the whole thing, just going off five minutes, of course, but that's kind of something that we do on this podcast. We, we make, we draw broad conclusions from very limited evidence. That's well, we're right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, then 2017, the post, mm-hmm. um, 2018 ready player one and 2020 West side story. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess he's, uh, you know, it's hard to, to pin Spielberg down on what his next project is, but I, I, I've heard a lot about him wanting to, to do this, another Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, he's uh, doing another Indiana Jones without uh, Lucas. Yeah. And so uh, it kind of gives me like, on one hand, I mm-hmm. have hope because Lucas isn't there and I know they all threw Lucas under the train for crystal skull. Um, but I also worried just cause it's like, you know, how, how much are they going to beat the aged corpse of Harrison Ford in this role? You know, are they going to throw him off of a car and make him do his own stunts again? It's like, you know, leave the poor guy alone. Um, but I'll see it. I don't, I don't care how old he gets. I'll, I'll, I'll watch a 85 year old Harrison Ford crack the whip. I'm down. Um, should we, anything more on Spielberg? <laughs> no, just, don't worry. He's got, it says here net worth of 3.6 billion. So he's, he's all right. Yeah, he'll do fine. I think that that's what it feels like. He's he's checking things off his like filmmaking bucket list. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he it's like if if a studio will pay him to do stuff that he wants to do, cool. But uh, I don't think he's he's not searching out like the next Back to the Future or anything like that. Uh, he's he's done what he's got. He's came he's come to do. He's proven himself. He's just having fun. I think. Well, to bring it back, I think we were, I think I was mentioning um, Amazing Stories. Yeah is on Apple TV and nothing's good. Well, Amazing Stories is really bad. I mean, sure, if you're watching with a kid, it might yeah, be okay. Right. But the 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 opening sequence is bad. Mm. Like like the, gra- the the images that they use for the credits is, yeah. is, doesn't make any sense. I, 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 it bothers me. And then the stories just seem real like, we've got no budget and we're going right. to shoot this really quick. Mm-hmm. And it just feels that way, everything that they've done. Interesting. You know, I think that would be an interesting um, question to ask. It's like worst credit sequence for the best show. I mean, for me, I think it has to be. It's a toss between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And I, to almost to the point where it's like hands down, they, they win. So it's like leaving those guys aside. What is the worst credit opening credit sequence for the best show? That, that, that's yeah, something that's, I have to that's, think about. I mean, yeah, Lost exactly. was terrible. Yeah. And then everybody's like, "Well, that's so cool because it was so different." Just what, what was the sound they made? Yeah, that Let's was hear Brian do that. The Lost well, sound. 
I know what you're talking about. I, I don't think I could. I don't have it clear in my mind to do. I, it, yeah, it was something like that. But just like I, a, I, I've tried to mark that show completely out of my head. I, I that that show betrayed me at the end of that thing. I was like, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm watching every episode. Oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? And then they're like, at the end, they're just like, ah, well, we don't know either. Well, I hope best, you liked it. Yeah, the best part about Lost is that it got him to do Watchmen, Lindelof. Yeah. We've never talked about Watchmen. Have we not? I'm sure we have. Nope. Well, we haven't been on a podcast when we were watching it. Yeah, but oh, we weren't doing we we weren't doing a podcast when oh the the HBO show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll have to add that um, to the next one. We'll make a note of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so something for our listeners to think about. Uh, come on to the uh, the comments on the F- FB and let us know best. Best show with the worst credit sequence, and vice versa. Actually, I I, I think <laughs> that was quick. Somebody said something right away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would I would say um, Firefly. Yeah, I uh, had a theme song which was country. Oh yeah, that did. So a country western. And you ha- and you have to exempt those that have like extremely short ones. I feel like Lost would be exempt from this because yeah, okay. they, they didn't okay. try. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- think about that. Um, anything else for you? Or should we switch over to The Witcher? Um, the, for me, I didn't get to say the shows that I've been watching. Uh, two shows I've been watching with my with my wife. One we finished called, on Netflix called Dead to Me. Right, did we talk about this last week? E- two weeks ago. Dead to no, I don't think we did talk about this. Yeah, Dead to Me is uh, Christine Applegate's. Uh, TV show on Netflix, um, really, really well written, well acted, well directed mm-hmm. um, story um, about a, a woman whose husband is killed in a uh, hit by a car, hit and run driver, mm. and the a woman who th- thinks that she's at fault for it starts to befriend them because she feels so bad. Oh wow! And then they does she find out the truth and goes on and that's the first season and then the second season just started and we finished already it's it's it it stepped up the game is really good oh interesting that sounds mm-hmm. like a great i didn't realize that was the premise that sounds really good oh yeah it's it's and it's very entertaining um nice uh and the best part about it and this is gonna sound completely sexist is it lets women be women in in the stories it's it's mm-hmm. it lets them do that but it has it falls into the faux pas of like uh, Christine Obligates, a single mom now with two kids, and ninety eight percent of her scenes are no kids. So like, who's picking these kids up? Who's feeding <laughs> them? Who's doing so? Like as a parent, you just like this yeah. is like fantasy, divorce like, from reality. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but that that I I, I recommend that highly. It's okay. funny and um and entertaining. Um, the next one is um uh, on HBO, a show called Run. Have oh yeah, I saw this? I saw the trailers for it. I haven't seen it yet, but it's got uh, it's got uh, Commander Damal, Hux, Damal Gleason. Yeah, Damal Gleason and a and another girl that looks really familiar, but I couldn't place where, what else she she'd been in. She was in Nurse Jackie. Oh, that was her. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she was she that, that was that she was also then in Marriage yeah, the, Story, I think. Right. The, the name's right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> uh, Merritt Weaver is her Merit, name. Okay. Yeah. Of course. She's uh, very. She was really cool in Nurse Jackie, and she's been noticed, and she's been getting tons of work, and she's great. 
Was she is are you looking at her stuff right now? Was she in Marriage Story? Do I have that right? Is she in Marriage? Yes, yeah, she was. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I because I I watched Marriage Story recently and um I I recognized her from Nurse Jackie and then I thought of Run and I was like mm, not the same lady, but I think she just looked particularly different. She looked much younger in the trailer for Run than she does in. Uh, marriage story. I'm not sure if that was by design or just the lighting or what, but anyway. So how was how was run? Um, it's got a great setup. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I think the actors are very good. She's definitely better than he is. Um, she's oh. she's just naturally who she is when she acts. Yeah. Um, she's great. She's fun to watch. You root for her. You are mad at her when she makes bad decisions, but okay. you can feel them coming and you feel for her. Right. Um, I like that uh, most of the plot so far seems to take place on a train going cross country. So it's cool yeah. to be in tight places and then what it's like to travel on a train. Yeah. Um, and the, like I said, the plot's good. It's, 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 go, it's going places darker and darker. It's produced and written by um, Fleabag girl, Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe Waller-Cates. Phoebe Waller-Cates, yeah, she's she's part of the team, and she's actually in in the show too. No kidding. A little bit. Um, and I I I think uh, is this am I recommending something a little early? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah well, I won't rec- I won't recommend it now, but I'll recommend okay. it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As a little sneak preview of our future, a future feature. Get ready for it. Um. Cool. I didn't know she was involved with that. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. Cool. J- uh, j- just so you know that uh, uh, Merritt Weaver's character uses an iPhone. Ah, okay. Well, Dom Hall Gleason's character uses a BlackBerry. I don't... I'm blanking. Jesus is terrible. I'm not living up to my own hype. I what? believe he uses an iPhone as well. Oh, okay, so they're both great people. That's good. Yeah, but the plot... I don't know. I have to go back now and check. That's not on Apple TV. So the game, the game is still played by the the rules. Mm-hmm. Whereas Apple TV shows, those rules are out the window. Hey, you, 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 we talked about Hulu for a second. On Hulu, which service are you paying for? Are you just paying for basic Hulu, or are you paying for the no ads? Ah, uh, I think I don't know. I don't know what because Peggy, Peggy got it for um, hands, Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. And, um, do you have ads during the show? No. So I, I mean, paying like 13 bucks or something. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess there's something else coming out on that. Or maybe I'm thinking of the great, there was something I was like, Oh, I'm glad we have Hulu so we can watch that. So I guess, I guess it's worth it. I don't know. Netflix is still, still killing it. Yeah. They, they got all the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Hulu and Netflix right now. And then like one show, a week of HBO seemed to be it. And then, um, oh, something else I just finished was uh, the f- fifth fifth season of, I think it was the fifth season, of Outlander. Oh, okay. How was your, that? Your favorite show that you never watched? Yeah, exactly. That's another one from my list of, of shows. Yeah. I've only seen like, I've seen like two episodes of that from season one. I was like, this seems interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I got something else to do, I guess. The first two seasons of uh, Outlander are fantastic, um, really good. I didn't expect to like them at all, and I and I very much did. Yeah. Um, the 
third and fourth season, eh. Uh, and the fifth season, this this season, it was much better. A little more focused on the characters that you like. Um, and uh, it starts to get closer to this, the uh, the Revolutionary War in mm-hmm. terms of where the, the story is taking place. And it's... It's you're you're just wondering how are these people going to affect the timeline and are they going to try to you know same story are they going to try to change it or is it right. it's a waste of their time and it's going to happen anyway? Is he going to seduce George Washington? Whatever you know. Well, he thing. seduces everybody. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Dreamy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. From what mm. I've heard. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Let's take a moment of silence to think about the Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should put score like over this whole podcast and just really make make it feel a little. <laughs> dramatic a little, a little make it move a little more let's do that i think no can... i'm gonna put some lust mord over it <laughs> lust mord oh yeah so you listen to it with this just to catch everyone up on a previous episode <laughs> i talked about lust mord it was a, your rec, rec, rec recommendation it was, it was my recommendation and uh, uh peter you took me up on it uh should we wait i i i've I, rec room is still new to me i don't know if that's where we should that's where we should encapsulate our talk about the recommendations it probably is isn't it yeah okay we'll wait, we'll wait till rec room for that okay. so more for our listeners to look forward to we're just we're juicing the anticipation um i know what they're really anticipating they, they really want to hear us talk about the witcher the witcher the witcher um are you into it you want to talk about it now sure okay um I am taking The Witcher in in smaller but now increasingly larger bites. Um, I have now seen episodes three and four. You're kind of like somebody who's never taken LSD or mushrooms, and you're like taking it, and it's like 30 minutes, and you're like, I don't feel anything, so I'm going to take some more. <laughs> so you're going to totally get wasted, man. I took too much Witcher, man. <laughs> oh, no, man. I'm seeing Witcher everywhere. <laughs> Oh, the Witcher, man! I'm, t- I'm freaking out. No. <laughs> uh, and I watched a little bit just now, actually, uh, of of uh, episode five. Uh-huh. And um, I'm enjoying certain things about it quite a bit. The cinematography, to me, seems I would say 90% of the time almost effortlessly good. Yeah, like, like it's just it just pops off the screen, and in 4K, it it just it'll, it'll, it blows your mind. It's just like holy cow! I would I, if I were a filmmaker, I would be proud to get 100% of the shots, but certainly you know, it'd be like career making to get 90% of the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and I really like I like the milieu. I, I like I like the setting. Like it's all Renfest. And fantasy novel stuff, and I grew up reading that stuff, and I have a real soft spot for it. And so when I see these guys, you know, like I see the extras, and they're in like, you know, tunics and you know, leggings and and lederhosen and you know, felt boots and hats and stuff. I'm like, yes, these this is this is a show for me. I'm into this. Um, and they've just done. Um, I think a twisty thing um, with the timelines that I thought was very subtle and pretty well done. That they, they, they really, yeah. In, in terms of like they, uh, if there's any pro- so so there's. I, I, this I, is a tough one because it's a like it's a spoiler. 
in yeah, a and way. I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to give it away. So, so, but I will say that I, I it was confusing to me a little bit because um, so many of the actors and actresses look very similar to one another. Like I don't know them well enough. Yeah, I to, think that's us getting older too. <laughs> to be honest, I, I don't, I'm, I'm I, like I, that I, with everything, dude. I don't like. I, I, I think my, the, dire- the director and producer of the show has a certain type, and they're like. I've never seen you in a single thing before. You are barely competent, but you can be in a show. You're hired. You're playing this role, you know. And um, and and so it's just it's just weird. I'm like, you don't seem right for this role. I don't really buy you in this role, but I'm going to go along with it, just like with everybody else. It's just What's a specific it, example. Um, the lady. Um, I'm thinking first of the. Uh, the queen, the lioness, like her husband. Like, I can't imagine a less heroic dude. <laughs> like, like the the like like a middle manager middle manager type guy, like a Paul Giamatti guy. Yeah, sure, but the guy that sets the lioness's heart aflame. Uh, no, let's let's keep looking. Let's keep auditioning people. Um, and even to some extent, the the girl uh, who with the uh, the hunchback girl. Like, on one hand, I'm sort of admiring of her performance, but on the other hand, I'm like, eh, there's just something off. And then when, you know, uh, she finishes her schooling. Transition. Her, yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I was right. You're definitely not right for this. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I like I like it narratively. I think it's a good arc and it totally aligns with at least two or three fantasy novels that I used to read back in the day. And I'm just like, yep, I'm here for it. This is great. Um, but there's just something off about the casting and, um, um, but it's, it's not, it's not a deal breaker for me. I like, I, I find myself looking forward to, to watching more. Um, and, and Henry Cavill is interesting uh, well, him not quite so much as a character because he he's not. I don't think he's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Like you know, I mean, he does a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> he works out, man. He works out a lot, and that's most of 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 Geralt, um, uh, of Rivera, Rivia, Rivia, Riviera, Geraldo Rivia. It's, it's Geraldo Rivera is what it is. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. Jerry Rivers. Uh, Jerry. <laughs> hey, Jerry Rivers. Come on <laughs> over here, buddy. I got a monster here for you. <laughs> um so uh, what i find interesting is like uh, the little reveals they do about how the world views witchers and all that um but in terms of and i in terms of forward momentum i i i still am feeling that lack and i don't know if it's because of the twisty um time thing they had to do or if, if they're sort of um uh the novel is sort of dictating that and that you know, all will be made clear and, and, you know, the kind of slow buildup mm-hmm. to that is going to work out. I'm not sure. I, I think it's still an open question as of, you know, episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, that the production value, the setting, the genre um, are all good, but, but the language also, and, and I have a very specific example where I feel like the writing is uh, could be stronger Mm-hmm. Um, it's at, um, when, uh, when Henry Cavill, uh, 
breaks the curse on that monster and she turns back into a girl and she's talking with, um, I guess the mage of, mm-hmm. of that castle. And the mage is, is sort of wrapping things up with Henry Cavill. And she says, the King has issued a statement. And I'm like, no, back during this time, no one issued statements. They like, there was a Herald who had a proclamation or, you know, it's, it's the same reason that Tyrion Lannister. Back in this say, time in this fictional universe. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's it's like if you're gonna take on this sort of medieval uh, setting, there are certain rules. That's why Tyrion Lannister doesn't say, "Hey, I I, I have a joke for you." No, you're he comparing says, it to, to Game says, of ha- Thrones, man. No, 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 no. I'm a, I, this is fantasy stuff. This is fantasy 101. And uh, a hotel is an inn. A bar is a tavern. A joke is a jape. And, <laughs> and a, he's gonna say jape. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Tyrion says that at like Tyrion, three or four you're, different you're, times. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm to, to the best uh, fantasy show ever made, Game of Thrones. I think that's a fine, uh, a fine comparison. Um, but so, and I, and I find that kind of language throughout, and it's jarring to me. It takes me out. I'm just like it. it it's just because they they couldn't think of, or it just got past their their filters, where it's just like, yeah, this very contemporary uh, contemporary language works is fine everyone's gonna know what this means that's like no but it's it's not it's not native to this world and this story that's that's something that came out of like you know the 80s and spin rooms and that sort of thing it, it, it just and and I, i've heard it before like mutant is another thing that's like that um but the word uh, yeah the word mutant okay. because because mutation is is oh, a, because is they're a term that, the witch or a mutant right yeah. And the and and mutation is a is a term derived from science, and we're in a deeply benighted you know world that's just magic and and reason is 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 not well well prized. So it's like how how are they how did they possibly glean a word like mutant and mutation from from it, it's it's like there's a basic unreality and you just accept it, but it's like they've got to sustain that unreality. They can't sort of like put in little bits of reality as it suits their purpose. Um, but you know, the thrust of the show and, and a lot of the other stuff that, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. So I, I just started watching episode five and, and you said you were ready to podcast. I was disappointed because I would much prefer watching the Witcher. No, <laughs> just kidding. Wow. Yeah. So would I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, you mentioned that the time plot twist. I I found that I, I either I wasn't paying enough attention in the first few episodes and whatnot, but when it starts to be revealed in the episodes you're on, yeah, um, I was like, oh, okay, like because right. I didn't think it was going to be like challenging me in terms of timeline, right? And and then it did, and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I've watched the whole thing, and I'm I'm not spoiling anything. I would rather have watched this. In a linear way. In a linear way, and I hope yeah. they do a linear cut because I don't think it added anything. Like you said, I don't know if it came from the book, right? And why they're doing it. I know um, that you mentioned the script. I know while they're doing this, the writers were handing papers to the, the actors on the set, like rewriting and rewriting and rewriting. Oh, so I really? think the fact that they got something this good out of it and your com- complaints about it, yeah. I think is amazing because okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. they were worried about one thing or the other. Um, uh, Henry Cavill. Uh, his his Geralt, um, Geralt of Rivia is um, Jerry Rivers is <laughs> <laughs> his 
it's completely different than if you've ever played the video game or in the book. He talks a lot. He's very right. verbal, and he's he's excited to. He's he's not as downridden on people. Um, in the game, he's a little more. He's following more though what the characters like in the video game and the voice of the character, mm-hmm. and then he's taking out the dialogue and just saying, mm, "Fuck." Right, like constantly over and over, and was, and at first it's like, oh, he's just a bad actor, and it's just this thing. You know what? After watching all episodes, oh, I think it's eight. Uh, I can't wait to see him. He, like the moment in the first episode of the second season, you even have to wait two years to three years to see this thing when he goes, mm, fuck. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like it's gonna be so awesome because right. just, that's the character now. Yeah, he's created something with it in this like his. It's the it's it's a new take on the um, a reluctant hero in a weird way. Um, it's it, the world is interesting. I think it's interesting enough to grow, um, and I think you'll appreciate it because of uh, the the, um, the 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 specific characters they have besides Geralt and Jaskier and um, the girl. I guess Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh yeah, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, is some of the villains uh, they, got, they got going. I know one of the biggest problems they said they were going to change right away was the outfits of the, the, the I don't remember all the names, the surprise, the army that they're running away from, the, the land that they're running away from. The, they're like blacks. They have black armor that was like ribbed. Oh, right. Like really bad silky still suits. Or something oh, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. They well, was, yeah Ner- they, that was Nilfgaard or was that? that Nilfgaard, was the that's it. That's okay. Nilfgaard. Yeah. That's um, nerd. Uh, well, you're watching it. I haven't seen it in months. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I totally got it. Um, I, I, should, I should rewatch it to keep up with you. Um, but yeah, I would love to watch it linearly. Um, and mm. I just think that would be like, don't some like Godfather did that, right? Like you could watch it linearly. The anthology, you can watch it. Oh, right. Yeah. You could, you could watch the, the early De Niro Godfather stuff. too. You didn't have to watch it. Right. Jumping. Um, well, that's kind of a bummer that that the uh, the the time stuff they did doesn't doesn't really bear fruit it, at the end. It it and the reason why how do we do that? Okay, I guess the reason why it doesn't bear is because you're jumping to different characters and you're like in the first few episodes you're like oh okay this is linear, mm-hmm. and then it's not because then if you look at a timeline that Netflix put out for their show says so it's different from the book you're like oh wow this is over how many years and this is when uh, this person is when you meet Jennifer and Jessica right, right. and then and whatnot and it's jumping around and they're pretty balanced of episodes you're mm-hmm. getting enough of everybody and the, towards the end of the season you i feel like you're getting way too much it's unbalanced because oh, okay. of um and not because they're jumping it's because like no now they're all in the same i see it's like oh, okay right. well this character's over here doing this but this is more important the battle is more important kind of thing right okay so i felt like oh it didn't work for me mm-hmm. i will admit that okay interesting um, but the um, the fight scenes are great. Um, I love I I love everything about the Witcher character. I love that he's not all powerful. I love that he takes little potion shots before he goes into battle to give him that little bit of extra strength. Mm-hmm. I love his night vision and his eyes going black. Even though go, eyes going black is just like oh, every director's sci-fi fantasy the eyes go black <laughs> right it's right go black really well and it's used for something and it's not yeah. just evil it's so he can see in the dark that's right. one of their powers yeah. um and i like that he is uh he fails he fails he falls for women that's his like 
a healing potion is having sex with whores all over the place. <laughs> um, I love that about the character yeah. and that there's a joke or something about him taking baths. Yeah. Um, there's those little Funko toys, you know, little bobbleheads. Yeah. Those little toys that they do of every TV show and character sci-fi. Oh, sure. Character. Yeah, yeah. Pop, oh, pop. Yeah. Popco? Is that what it is? Um, this is important. Get it right. Yeah, it's, I know Pop is in the title, and I've got I've got one of them. I've got the uh, Xenomorph as one of them. But um, anyway, his is him in a bathtub with his feet out at the end and his arms over the edge and his head. Right, that's like uh, his thing. Yeah, <laughs> one of the things they were really upset with. Um, and I think I read a point of this is they they he's in a bath a couple times I believe in the show. And did did you see it yet when he's in the bath yet? Brian, did you uh, see his bathroom? Yeah, somewhere? I saw I saw it and paused it. Um, I think I have some burn in on my TV from it. So. <laughs> that's, that's what you get OLED for. Burn yeah. yeah, I get the burn. Jerry Rivers junk. <laughs> Pause it, honey. Jerry Rivers is on the screen. I don't think he's wearing pants. <laughs> I think they said that they did the bathtub scene and it's straight on of him and putting the feet up. It just didn't. It it didn't work it works yeah. in the video game works in the book but it did not work in the tv show yeah. and i think they got to try to figure out a different angle to get it right next time but uh it instead uh is it and uh it's nice to watch a show where you know well outlanders like that but your wife is like ah look at him he's hot i could watch more of him right. i mean shoot after this we watched a couple of bad henry is there such a good thing as good henry cavill movies but we watched a couple of bad ones and it was, you know, there's, it's just like, Oh, there he is. Uh, you just want him to, then you just see him in the show. Yeah. Like he's playing a cop chasing some sex murder. And he's like, you just want him to go. Mm, <laughs> it's all you want Superman to say that. Right. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then for the men, like uh, you, you, you don't think Jennifer is hot. You don't think uh, any of the other women are hot. Um, Getting into what turns you on now, Brian. Yeah, let's let's get into this. This is Brian's erotic corner. Um, no, I, I guess she just looks so. Her look seems so dated to me. It looks like, um, you know, what would have been seen as uh, really cool. I don't know, fifteen years ago, in this sort of like the like the heavy use of eyeshadow, the hairstyle, the the heavy dress, like the whole thing. It just. It just seems it seems like European, like this is modern to us because we're just like we're just now starting to think this is cool and this is something we've. It, I it, it's hard to state. It's just like, and I don't know if it's just because she was like this deformed, you know, she had she had this like apparatus in her mouth to push her face, her jaw out, and she had the hunchback and she was in rags and blah blah blah. And then we get, I mean, she's a perfectly, you know pretty person but i don't know there's just something there's just something i don't know she's just not so basically her performance is not fitting what you think the character should be yeah i mean but that's sort of, that's sort of supposing i know i know what the character should be and, and i'm not i'm not trying to base this all on um on looks or anything but I, just in terms of um you know the hair and makeup and costume i i feel it's kind of like, you know, her big transformation moment, you know, um, can't buy me love Patrick Dempsey, you know, turning into the the stud and she's, you know, she has her moment and it's just like, eh, okay. I mean, she definitely looks better. Where, 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 where is where, she? Where am yeah. I in this? 
She has just uh, teleported herself, Doctor Strange style, to um, to beach. a beach. Yeah, she was okay. on the beach. Yeah, that's that's. Okay. I think that's why. That's why. Okay. Yeah, her performance goes in a different direction now. Okay. Okay. I'll. Uh, I'll oh, uh, I hope. I I think it did. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I I think uh, you get a little bit more of the character behind there. Um, yeah. I just sometimes with these no name actors, uh, I, I I feel like you're you're lucky if you find one person who's just amazing, and they have so many no name actors in here that it's just like I don't know. It feels it gives us kind of this uh, slightly amateur kind of feel to it. I know people have said like oh like kind of Xena, and I'm like no, this is this is you know above Zena, be, yeah. well be uh, well be uh, beyond Xena or Hercules or that's the kind of schlocky stuff, but. It it hasn't it hasn't sort of broken free of that stuff entirely to get into the you know early seasons of Game of Thrones stuff, which I, I think is where they could be, you know, provided they you know because they've got they're putting the, that same kind of money into that is what it looks like. Um, so I don't know. I'm interested to see more episodes and see see how it develops over. I guess five, six, seven, eight, is, and then and then I'm done. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll 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 keep you posted on that, um, and hopefully I'll have it finished by the next time we uh, we we cast. Great, yeah. yeah. And maybe I'll rewatch those to to be up to date with you. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe, yeah, that, that would be helpful to our listeners. <laughs> and we rarely think about them. Um, yeah. Shall we move on? You read my mind. Uh, this is the word of the week. Uh, this is a segment where I will say a word that either I have very recently learned the definition of myself and spelling of myself, and I will ask, I will put Peter on the spot and ask him to spell and define it without having known this word potentially. And uh, he will spell and define, and then I will tell him the actual spelling and define. Uh, Definement, definition. (laughs) Um, Definement? Yeah, definement. No, I don't think it is. I'm looking it up. Do it in podcast research. Um, Are you ready? uh, This this week's word is something I was actually... Well, I'll tell you the story after I do this word. Um, It's it's not a crazy word. You've heard it before. You've used it before, probably. Here it is. Are you ready? Definement is a noun. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this week's word? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Abject. Abject. I'm trying to think of all the, those curveballs you're trying to throw at me. Oh, I, you might be surprised. This might be um, a, a, a change-up right down the middle. A B J E C T abject. Correct. Oh, 50%. Damn, you got it. That's right. A B J E C T abject. What is the definition of abject? Brian, I got two kids. I'm in quarantine. I know. I, and I, I feel bad. It, it, it's, it's like put you on the spot with this stuff every week. And it's like, I don't know the definitions of these half the time. I'm just reading them off the internet. Is it so, something to do with, like, it's for me, like, it's something to do with a point of view. Uh, the op. Oh my God, I'm thinking of a definition. Make up something, Peter. 
<laughs> if, if you want to pass, I mean, you, know, you can. I, you know, you don't have to. But have you have you heard this word used? Yeah. So maybe you could probably you could probably get to it from there. I think. Um, if you care to. Abject. Oh my gosh. Here, you think about it, and I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell my story <laughs> about about abject. So this this word came to me this this morning, and I was like, "What the hell does abject mean?" It's like I think I know, but I'd like to hear the the technical definition of this word. And um, so I say, Alexa, what is the definition of abject? And she's like, "An object is a item or a thing." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, no, no. Okay, okay, I get everything." So I do it again, and I make special special care to say abject. And she does object again. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I don't know. I'm gonna have to do. I'm, I'm just gonna cover this on word of the week. This this is what we're gonna do. So that's that's why we're here is because Alexa failed. Um, okay, so now do you do you have a suggested potential definition? Um, uh, it's something to like. There's uh, well, when you say object, there's an object, and then you you object is you um like in court. You say you object. Um, you're against something. Mm-hmm. Like you want that tossed out. Like I I object. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. abject, I think is like the the noun of that. Like it's abject. Something is abject. So so something 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 that something that's bad. Something has been tossed out. Uh, you're not far off. Um, the definition of abject is. Uh, extremely contemptible or degrading. Um, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a the little contemptible, abject. A little snack. Uh, the second one is being of the most miserable kind, which I think, you know, abject poverty is often used. Mm. And then uh, there's thoroughgoing and complete, which I guess abject poverty also would, would cover because it's full. Yeah, it's full, full on poverty. Poverty irredeemable poverty and then being of the most miserable kind. So it, it, I think sometimes it's a, uh, it's kind of used as a, an accelerant for another word, you know, an adjective that, that, uh, makes the other one. It's, it's almost like a, a, a highfalutin very. What did you ask? You asked, you asked your computer. What, what is, I asked, what is the definition of abject? Okay, I'm going to ask Siri. Let's okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good test. All right, let's see a Siri here. Okay. What does abject mean? Abject as definition right there. Oh, it did it? A, B? Yeah. Well, we got to send this to Bezos. Experienced or present to the maximum degree, uh, completely without pride or dignity, self-abasing. It's mm. a good word. Yeah, it's pretty good. It doesn't. Yeah, wh- what did you think it meant when you were thinking? I don't know what that means. Well, I was just I, I, I just thought I thought it meant like maximal, and and so I guess I was thinking of the thoroughgoing, complete version. But I was like, is there also kind of a, uh, there is also a negative connotation. But what is that negative connotation, or what what is that that pejorative aspect of the of the definition? And that that's where you get the the degrading and the worthy of contempt and that sort of thing. But I, I don't think that definition is quite as um, common, actually. You know, you would you wouldn't call 
Trump's abject presidency. It's like that. I feel like that doesn't convey enough information, enough, you know, clearly enough to 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 work. So I think I think the the complete and thorough going um, and miserable being of the most miserable kind. I think that's what that that's what sort of sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I just wanted to get a little bit more um, clarity on on that definition. So I I knew. I mean, that's the thing about uh, you know these words. It's like um, we think we know the definitions of stuff and we can actually, we can use these words correctly. But if you, if you stop and think about, well, like, what does this word actually mean? Uh, a lot of times the definition is really hard to pin down without actually like reading it. Uh, and it makes me think of, uh, Philip Roth who, um, used to spend, you know, quite enjoyable hours reading the dictionary. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I think like, man, if I had a, like a good dictionary, I think I would do that too because it's just like you see it, you see a good word, and you're like, I have never used this word. I can totally change it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, I had you. to. You said it was T-ball. Yeah, you put know, it there. You, you just kept going right. on and on about dictionaries. Yeah, I know, I did, I did. You rescued me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> you gotta, I love you listening to, to you. I just, I, it's like, I, it's, it's like, you know, I have to breathe. I have to do no, a podcast. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> no, thank you for that. I appreciate. It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the word of the week. So yes, uh, before we go into uh, one of our other segments, um, I think we wanted to chat about the new Snowpiercer show. Have you seen it? I have not. I've Neither only... have I. Let's totally talk about it. <laughs> I've, I've seen the movie and I've seen uh, half of a Facebook commercial for the show. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> Totally qualified. I think we're experts now, so we can say unqualified that it's a terrible show. No one should watch it. What? You, what's your thought? Not. It got like six hundred, seven hundred thousand viewers, oh. which is disappointing. And what did we say it was on TMC? Oh, uh, was it? Was it's it? A- inch, is it? No, it's not AMC. It's not, uh, it's no. Not, is, it TN, is it TNT? No, so that is Snowpiercer TV show is on no, TNT. Even it is, worse. That's still a channel. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know where to find anything like that. Um, oh, man. But uh, I mean, it only has one name on it. It's got what's her name, um, Academy oh. Award winner, right? <laughs> Girl from Labyrinth, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly, yes. Um, anybody else in this cast? Uh, I don't. Uh, the music's done by Bear McCreary, who was, did Battlestar. Okay. And it is, it is very good. I, I heard that they turned it into a cop show. Um, I don't I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. But it's like that that really wasn't anything like the film. Not that that necessarily is a, a bar for, you know, the show. Like they have to cue so closely to the movie, which I thought was, you know, somewhat weaker. But but I, it, again, the, the movie is itself based on a, on a on a graphic novel, which I, I I haven't read. So maybe maybe they're hewing more closely to the uh, the graphic novel. I don't know. We it's, have, it's, it's running at fifth, like the critical response, fifty two, sixty three percent positive reviews. So okay. I don't know how the movie did. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it's, I wish we could figure that out. Yeah, there, I wish there was some way. Um, as, as another Bong Joon Ho movie, I don't know if we're, we're like four for four. For is this our third episode back or fourth? We're up to four. Okay, 
I don't know if we're four for four for talking about Bong Joon Ho. of the movie was really liked. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It really liked. So the show is not being as liked as much as the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But, I, but Bong Joon Ho definitely seems very open to turning his movies into TV shows. I don't know who the hell wants to watch a TV show on a train, even though I earlier just, recommended just, a show. You just talked about one. <laughs> you, you want to watch a show while that's set on a train. Um, are you are you planning to watch the show? If I, I, I plan to watch at least one episode to see if this yeah. unknown lead takes you off, and if there's world building, because um, yeah. there's something about Snowpiercer that I I bought it and watched it with some friends. I was like, oh, that's stunk. Yeah. Um, but there's something about watching it again. Like I watched it again a couple of months ago, and uh, there's something about it. There's something there. There's there's, there's an idea there. But I just think it's I, I totally get what's the point like it's there's nowhere to be because the the world is frozen you're always going to be on this train you're the world is frozen you're going to be on this train that's constantly moving because if you stop you freeze right um, and the person who created the train is a crazy person and right. uh, it's he tried to set up a society so the whole thing will be a balance until humanity can take over the earth again I think is the the right. I'm guessing is the main plot I'm telling you what the main plot is. Yeah. Um. But uh, I I don't. There's something there, but obviously enough to spend millions of dollars into a TV show. Uh, so I'll give the first episode a shot and see what the world starts to build in. And if it's like, if it's just like a yeah, something I mean, I, it needs yeah. a little more humor. Um. So hopefully yeah, I can see that. Funny. I don't want to just another like we're in the middle of a quarantine. I don't need another downer. Yeah. No kidding. The uh, world is down enough. Um, I know, I guess it just kind of, you know, it, it, it beggared belief really the the whole idea that they, they, they could be self-sufficient on a train and not just the, the kind of Noah's Ark aspect of it, but that also that the train tracks themselves would always be, um, well suited to like, let this train go on them all over the world. And, you know, like train tracks have to be repaired all the time. Um, you know, if, if there's no way to, to stop that, it's just like, I, I don't know how long that could go on. It, it's just hard to imagine. I mean, I, I imagine they could, they could get there with some, you know, interesting exposition, but they just, I don't, I don't remember them ever, you know, going into great depths about that. Um, I mean, there's actually, uh, just a segue, there's a, um, an excellent novel, um, called, um, what is it? Uh, 20, 2312, I think it's called. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's set on a number of different planets in the solar system. Um, but one of them is Mercury and, and like there's this giant city and it's like essentially on a track and it, and it goes around. So it's always in the dark on Mercury because, you know, if you're ever in the sunlight, it's it's too hot, it just blow up. Right. So, um, but, you, if something happens to the to the tracks, or you know they need to be adjusted, you what? have that time. You know? Oh wait, wait, wait uh, yeah, but why why are they on Mercury? They're not on Mercury. You're on. You guys are on Mercury on a train, basically. Well, you're on a city. It, it, it's sort of like um, that that uh, Peter Jackson produced movie. You know where where like the 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 cities are on. Get through ten minutes of that one. That that. Thing oh was... yeah, the Infernal Engines. Is that what it was called? Uh, not infernal. <laughs> I think it yeah, was. Uh, yeah. uh, his, ten, his tender engines. In uh, immortal engines. 
Immortal Angel. Yeah, I think that that sounds right. Immortal. Infernal is probably a bit better than Immortal, but well, that's cool. I'll take Immortal. Immortal. <laughs> We're wrong. <laughs> is it, we're both wrong. What is it? Uh, immoral engines. <laughs> no, no, it's not immoral engines. Eternal engines. Oh man. I don't want to. I'm just gonna guess. What's his Give name? Give us another Peter Jackson. Minute. Give us another minute before you hit that unsubscribe. Okay. Just we'll we'll get there. Um. Don't hate. Don't. Oh. Oh don't my Don't hate gosh. the players. Hate the game. Mortal engines. Mortal engines. So we were close. You were close. Immortal. Yeah, immortal. I mean, who wants to see a, a movie about an immortal engine, but a mortal engine? Um, so yeah, they're on they're on Mercury because you know why Are not? Are they mining it? Uh, no, it's just they're just there. There's it's like nothing. There's nothing for us on Mercury, man. But it's like it's not. It's like its own. It's 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 its own entity. It's like if you right. if you want to be off of Earth. And you go here, and it's a city, and it works. Nah. I, I, just like you have the problem with the tracks, I have a problem with there's no reason for us to go to Mercury and to put that much effort into build something that's just going to go around in a circle. <laughs> and in a train. I, 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 that's, a, that's a totally fair criticism. That's a totally fair criticism. But now I'm but curious that about book, that book. Yeah. That book is amazing, actually. When, when did it come out? Um, uh, a while back. Wrong. May twenty third, two thousand twelve. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's not too long back. Oh, good. Uh, did I get the title right? I know it's just it's hard for me to remember because it's just a it's just a year. It's twenty three twelve. Yeah. Twenty three twelve. Okay, good. Um, there are some years in the future from the day it was released. There is some great, great stuff in there, dude. Um, but anyway, I digress. So Snowpiercer, definite. Do not watch <laughs> this movie, this show. We we have seen. And read about it enough, so no, we we, we don't know. Well, so, Peter, you'll watch that show, so we don't have to. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Let's okay, see. take that bullet for us. It, it could be another Witcher. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Um, well, back to the Witcher. What do you think of the music? I think you're the one who like notices music more than cinematography, but you mentioned the cinematography and not the music. Um, I think the music probably does a good job in that. I, I don't I don't notice it that much. Um, I, I think I've listened to the soundtrack on Spotify, and it, I thought it was pretty good, but not um, you know not a huge standout, but not in a bad way. You know, the Speaking one thing of I re- Spotify are we going to take yeah. that deal they offered us? I don't know. I, I'm going to like 20 million is kind of chump change given their deep pocket. So I think I think. Uh, Oh, edit that part out. I don't want everyone to know we're about to get $20 million. Yeah. Um, but I know somebody else who is going to get quite a bit more than that. Joe Rogan. Rogan. How much is he going to get? A hundred. That's, uh, that's, some, that's some, some sweet cash. And I guess it's just, just to have the rights to, to have his podcast available to stream on Spotify. The, yeah, there's the, there's no advertising, no change or anything. He's going to no. keep everything the same. It's just to get people over to pod, stir up Spotify. Like, well, maybe I should use the music or video or other things. It's it's it, it's it's you know I want to say all well and good. Yeah, if you're good at something, get paid for it. But the guy's already making more than a comedian should be oh. making interviewing people <laughs> in yeah. the first place. Um, right. And what's he going to do with that money? Uh, I, I'm, you know, at a certain point, we're getting to that point where, like, that's just too much money, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. well, like, Howard Stern shouldn't be making that much money either. And now Howard Stern is going to be making less. 
Oh, you know? oh, so it's interesting. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I guess he's been sort of usurped there. Because the last time this kind of happened was uh, a, a somebody turned to a new medium to blow it up was Howard Stern going to Sirius or what, what did he go to first? Was it Sirius or the other one? What the was it called? Um, oh yeah. It was, it was like XM X, radio and yeah, Sirius XM, XM or something they, like that. They joined, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now right. he's probably going to leave that deal and go podcasting and just do his own thing. And, and this is bad because podcasting is supposed to just be that you make something, you put it out there and it's out there. Yeah. Now these companies are trying to monetize it because people spend so much time listening to them and that it can be influential. Right. I'm really wondering um, when, how is it not going to be corporate influenced when something like a hundred million dollars is being spent on it? And if it's just to like bring you over to watch something or you have to use Spotify, you can't use iTunes anymore or you can't use right. your uh, iPhone app to get it. Uh, that's done with you have to have the spotify app and then spotify will notify you of things that they're trying to sell right uh, um I, I i don't i don't feel like it's in the spirit of podcasting um, yeah i think i think people should stay with poorly produced you know kind of low quality content and stay away from like you know stuff like you're always joking i'm serious man. <laughs> you're always joking dude yeah no i i take your point though because it's like you're right it's it does seem like corporatizing podcasts is yet another thing. But I, but I feel like they're always, since it's so easy to do and it's, it's so accessible for people, you'll always have that, that contingent of, you know, dopes like us who just, you know, get together and, you know, record what we chat about. Um, you know, so I feel like there's room for us and won't, we won't get pushed out. I wouldn't think, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know, uh, I wasn't really worried about getting pushed out. <laughs> You, you kind of have to be in to get pushed. Out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's what I, she I said. I can see some guy, some guy in a suit comes in to say, "You can't do your podcast anymore by order of the bank. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm confiscating all your equipment." <laughs> oh my god. Oh shucks, sir. I just like to podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, wow, you took it back. <laughs> Uh, go to Jimmy Stewart. Um, yeah, I yeah I take your point, but I don't know. I mean, I, again, it's like uh, more power to him. But if it the, like it, it brought me back to a little because it has to do with a comedian um, doing something out of the medium of stand up. Uh, it brought me back to Dave Chappelle. Yeah, um, and I recently watched uh, his Kennedy Center Honors that he did. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen um, that yet, but. I and it's 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 okay there's funny things about it but it's really weird to be honoring somebody it's kind of like he wouldn't want to ever be honored like this if you felt like it was the same guy who walked away from the 50 million dollars that comedy central was going to give him right it's like why is he doing this yeah it's like the establishment reaching out to say you're one of us now and he spent so much of his career being like no i'm not i'm not the establishment i'm outside of that yeah i'm doing my own thing i don't care about any of that so i think it's it's kind of that same tension that you see in in england when you have you know musicians or comedians and it's like getting knighted by the queen because there's no there's no greater uh embodiment of the establishment than you know the queen of england and you're sort of letting them anoint you and and co-opt you and and it is that kind of weird tension even for dave Chappelle at the kennedy center honor saying like you know yeah leave all that rebellion and all that you know um um, other word for rebellion stuff away. We'll leave all that aside. You know, 
we, we, we accept you. You are safe. You are no longer dangerous. You are acceptable to the masses. And on one hand, it's like, yeah, you want to be known as one of the comedy greats, but then, you know, Mitch Hedberg never, never got the Kennedy Center honors, you know, like some of the, some of these like, kind of great comedians of the past or whatever. It's like, they, they don't, they don't get to that level and they just, they just kind of have that, that kind of cult following. There's a, what's that? There's like a Bill Hicks is another one. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, they get to Richard Pryor, those guys, they, they get to, to keep their, um, rebellion in essence for their entire, as part of their legacy. And, and now Chappelle kind of doesn't. So I don't know, that kind of got weird, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know what to make of it. Um, uh, cause it, it's, it's, <laughs> We have to put some. We have to put some fast-paced music over this this segment. I think to really yeah, speed people, it up. No, they're, they're, people are an hour forty-five minutes in. They're good to go. <laughs> yeah, they're invested. They're like, oh, we can go another hour. It's fine. <laughs> uh, well, we didn't have an episode last week because of my fifteenth uh, wedding anniversary. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's been a slog. <laughs> this felt like thirty. Oh, and, and it's it's only felt like 30 in the last two months <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has. no it's been amazing um i think i i, I don't know where it's gonna go uh it's not it's gonna be a slow transition and then by january next year it's gonna be gone and on spotify and i listen to some of his shows depending on like i'd say about 80 percent, 90 percent of shows i don't listen to because i'm like i don't know who that is and it's ufc fighting or this or that but every once in a while he gets like elon musk episodes like you get to talk you get to hear somebody talk to elon musk for two hours and um whether you like him or not i mean he's somebody that has effect on the world the world in a way by his his electric cars are working you know, and his automatic self-driving cars or are going to be working, and his SpaceX is his SpaceX is going a manned flight out of the United for the first manned uh, flight launch out of the United States in forever in mm. in a week and a half, like I think it's just a week away. That's crazy. And um, and it's all because he loved video games and got into programming and sold something to PayPal and or a new or some sort of mapping software and it's got a couple hundred million dollars and then just just went from there it's not like that was his plan this is like it's, right, it's right. happening now it's like well what i like about how is this turning into an elon musk story I know. what i like about elon musk is that he's not doing it for nefarious things he's not doing it to make more money maybe points it was but as he's gotten further along he doesn't need that stuff um he's doing it because he wants uh, to to help his fellow man, and and he says that a bunch of times, especially in these these podcasts. So I'm getting that out of it. And you're, in, I'm putting the bigger picture together. Hearing him talk about stuff, or is like just putting him in. Oh, Elon Musk is a jerk. Oh, well, he's a genius. Oh, he's Tony Stark. He's all, like, you keep putting all these things. When you listen to them, he's just a guy talking to Joe Rogan, who is most of the time just a guy talking. And he's really interested in, and he's not like a some stupid jock. He's like really interested in getting into the details of something and finding out if something is uh, anecdotally true, like taking vitamin D or a supplement or weed or taking DMT. What is DMT, Brian? Oh, uh, no, that's that's the uh, uh, hallucinogenic, right? Yeah, 
What's it? What's it? I thought I had you. What is, what is it? Dichloramide or something like that? I don't something, know it's something like that. It's it's released in your brain right before death to, oh, really? to calm you and relax you. And you can they can make it. I think they make it. I don't know if they take it out of a brain. Oh. And you can get high on it. Uh, that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I wonder if you die and I take it out of your brain, I'm going to have all of your anxieties and fears. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this sucks. I don't feel calm at all. Is this what he was dealing with 24-7? <laughs> That poor bastard. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of like um, uh, Joe Rogan. Um, his stand-up's pretty good. His his stand-up, yeah. Uh, he's kind of got this kind of like surprisingly intelligent meathead kind of persona. And I think sometimes maybe not so intelligent. Um I I haven't listened to his podcast, but I find that all the people that that yeah, come he's the come, first person to agree with you with that. Yeah, and and it's like I, I almost feel like there's such a thing as being too open minded. Um, I, I feel like he will bring on guys like Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. and the Infowars guy, and he'll he'll in discussions with he'll ask them some you know probing questions and and he'll he'll be um, skeptical, but. You're worried about him giving a platform to ideas yeah. that are bad, just like Trump is to hydrochloric. Right. There, there's that aspect of it. But I also think there's some things where it's just like, you know, yeah, you're, that's a fair point. Like he he will legitimize them in a way. Yeah. You know, he doesn't he doesn't bring them on just just to like say, yeah, that idea is bad. Yep, that idea is bad. He, he, he gets them on there and they, they come on there because they feel like they're being heard and they feel like he's if not in their corner, he's, he's open to their corner and, and will actually agree with them sometimes. And so you have like the, the leader of the incel movement, uh, or, or, you know, Infowars guy, um, who I, I can't remember his name now for some reason, because I'm probably on a podcast. Um, and, and they, they get a place to go on and sort of spout their, their philosophies and all that. And it's just like, I, I don't, I don't know that we're enlightened edified by by his work there it's almost just like incels go to to listen to him um and i don't know it i think he just he just rides this weird line where it's like yeah he wants to go at the darker corners of our culture and bring something into the light and look at it but then sometimes i think he just he crosses over a little bit and and gives it gives that thing too much um, authority, and, uh, and and gives it too much of a platform, and it's a bad thing. Okay, have you seen the video of him take down Carlos Mencina? I I saw him up on the stage doing talking about Mencina stealing jokes. Right. Well, he went up during Mencina's performance and went up and said to yeah, his that's, face. Yeah, that's right. That. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're stealing jokes. And it's... It's uh, very uncomfortable. I feel like if he did more of that when he's talking to these people instead of trying to be like... Because whenever when he talks to Elon Musk, he's just trying to be like, oh, you're the cool kid. You're the cool rich kid. I'm going to talk to you for a while. Right. I get that feeling when he's talking to him. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't feel him challenging him too much. Yeah. Um, I feel... Like, where is this guy who's mad at something? And he's, and he's, 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 he's kind of like, I don't need to be mad at anybody anymore. I just need to talk to people. And through talking, we'll get to a better place. Right. 
Um, but also at the same time, he mentions a lot of the things. Oh, I take this. Oh, I use this sauna. Oh, I use this weight equipment. I use this and that. It's just like drop. Oh, if he uses it, I should try it. If he uses it, I try it. And then you're on your phone. You're just listening. He's just mm-hmm. mentioned something. Yeah. They, you can look it up and you can look, hey, it's only 30 bucks. I'll buy that. Right. Oh, this CBD drink, you can buy six of them and from Amazon and get it. It's like you can just, he's like advertising constantly right. by anecdotal. Right, right, um, right. But yeah, I, sharing the things that he likes. It's a real so, snap. I'm, I'm not angry at form. I'm not going to judge him on it. It's a real sign of the times with all this information we have. Because during the show, he has a guy who's looking at the computer and bringing this stuff up on a screen. And they actually have videos of all the shows, I think, on YouTube. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. So like in-show research and making sure things are right. Um, that sounds like a good idea. We need yeah. an intern. Yes. Let's get an intern. Um, I, 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 I think we're the interns. I think... I'd rather have Jim Rogan be the number two guy on pot, Apple Podcasts and going to Spotify than some other show because I feel like he has a good heart and he knows what's right, even though he's a little more um, libertarian than than I would be personally. But I feel yeah. like he has a good head on his shoulders, and I wish him well. But I don't I don't think there's a lot of negatives going along with what the positives are going on. You know, I'm not trying to take him down and or be jealous or anything like that. Like right being another podcaster than I am. <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, uh, it's going to be another one of these things that's like, oh, that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's. I know he, he came out for Bernie, um, and I think he's been largely um, uh, laudatory of Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, he gave her a platform. Yeah, he gave her a platform. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he voted for Trump in 2016. I kind of think he did. I don't know if I I, I. I can't imagine him voting for Hillary. And and it was like a big deal when he came out for um, for Bernie, um, given given his politics. So um, yeah, I just. Yeah, he he doesn't seem like an angry dude, and he doesn't seem like he has an ax to grind or, or a very specific and deeply held political standpoint. Um, so it's, it's hard to be like, you know, yeah, screw Joe Rogan. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just do worry about his openness to, to kind of nefarious characters and letting them, letting them talk and, and, and feeling, feeling like he gets kind of rolled by them. Um, Sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, especially with, I mean, it's, it's got to be mostly male listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say it's like incels, but I'm sure incels listen to them. Um, and yeah. there's not enough of them to really vote, change the vote. Right. Um, right. But. Um, and no offense to any of our incel listeners. We love incels. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Just kidding. Ooh. <laughs> um well, any, any anything more on our uh, clear jealousy I've, no. of, of, of joe rogan and his slightly larger spotify contract than what we have I, no all right um do you want to now we have three three segments <laughs> that we that we left till the end <laughs> that can be yours um i i can, let's just you, choose one of them what are the three different segments 
Okay, you got Monolith Moment, you got Apple News, and you got the new Rec Room. Which and we one? brought enough Apple News in. We okay. read it in and out. Uh, Rec Room, we kind of recommended some stuff, but I miss the theme song. <laughs> I love it so much. And then the Monolith Moment. Uh, that that the Monolith Moment can. Like it's it's short and sweet. Okay, you want to do Monolith Moment? Yeah, sure. Da, 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 da. That was a bittersweet one. So, um, sometime early this year, uh, Donald Trump said something that that changed my life a little bit. Um, he, he announced that they were going to do uh, the G7 summit. Ah, yes. Which is where the the leaders get together at, at Camp David. And my one of my businesses is a a venue event venue place and housing near Camp David. So we we were in talks to do uh, a rental to the government for housing for mostly U.S. Uh, government officials, and that was a great gig. It was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, but it was totally going to shut down our business because it's, it's security is crazy for that. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so what seems to have happened is the it got shut down because of quarantine and and covid and everything so the g7 summit wasn't happening anymore so all those that all went away and you know our business was destroyed anyway um today trump tweeted at 10 23 a.m now that our country is quote transitioning back to greatness quote is i don't know if that's sarcastic (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know i don't think he understands scare quotes no considering and then he says, quote, uh, then he's done with the quotes. I am considering rescheduling the G7. Well, he has to reschedule it. He canceled it. <laughs> and then he goes, I am considering rescheduling the G7. Uh, and it says G-7. I don't think there's a dash. No, it's like, he says, and he goes, on the same or similar date. <laughs> so, so what does that mean? It's the same thing. Same or similar date. You can't have, <laughs> what's a similar date? oh man because uh, when, when was it originally scheduled uh it's it's a couple days like uh june 10th 11th and 12th i think okay so it sounds like he wants to have it right around then again yeah and then and then so on the same or similar date comma mm-hmm. in washington dc comma at the legendary camp david <laughs> <laughs> they're 50 miles apart right yeah, you can't have them in two different locations at the same time. Yeah. The the other members are also beginning their comeback. Mm. So uh, six other countries are beginning their comeback. And comeback, sorry, comeback is in all in caps. Comeback. Uh, comeback, all caps, nice. Exclamation mark at the end? Or point? I've done this one last sentence. Oh, okay. It would be a great sign to wall, dash, normalization, exclamation point. <laughs> Normalization. He's supposed to capitalize normalization, right? I would think. So, um, so yeah. So now it's like, it's like, does this mean we're gonna have a gig again? Right. No idea. Yeah, I saw that on the news today. I was just like, oh, I gotta ask Peter about this. And uh, of course, I forgot all about it. But uh, thank you for reminding me, bringing it back up. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, How, how likely? percentage-wise do you think there is of it being resurrected like that? Zero. Yeah. 
and and I I don't think about it. I just thought it was very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. But I, it, it, but the monolith moment is this man, you know, literally has an effect on my life now. Yeah. Like like a, a degrees of separation is like if 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 he, if he has this, it affects my business. It affects my financial situation. Mm-hmm. You know. It's, right. Uh, like that's, that's, that's a hell of a utterly guy. ridiculous. <laughs> It's, just, it it's it's like a why like anyway uh, so it's it's just, uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep you updated. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. moment that was nice. Um, I hope I hope that I don't know. It's like yeah, I'm what like, do you, it's like what you hope for, right? Like I I, I hope that. Something happens he's, and you get he's something. using it. He's, he, he tweeted it to see what the other members said and see if they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do. We trust America. And he's using it as a distraction and he's bored yeah. and he wants to get out. He's been he's been going up there a lot lately. So. Oh, has he? Yeah. Have you have been seeing the uh, Air Force One helicopter? Have you heard reports of that? The sort of like Marine one. Marine one. Well, isn't it anything he's on as Air Force One or? No, the helicopter is Marine One, and then so, yeah, whatever the pr- president is on is Air Force One, correct? Okay, so if wait, so then if he's the president is on Marine One, does it become Air Force One or just stays Marine One? Marine One. Okay, Marine One. So ha- have have your staff talked about seeing Marine One coming in? Have you seen it lately as well? Or yeah, we we see them come in. Yeah. Okay. I see them. I see it go over my house. Yeah. Uh, leaving Washington, and I see it landing up at Camp David. Leave your your actual your house in Maryland. You see it go over you. Both my they, all the houses are in Maryland. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean the one that's in um, uh, Rockville. I mean. Wow. Where do you live? <laughs> I live in Ackworth. <laughs> Ackworth. Ackworth, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh that's cool. I you know it really surprises me that that he's into Camp David, given what I understand about how like kind of rustic it is, but. Uh, and and how different that is from what I understand to be his his taste. Um, I uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, I don't know. Let's finish up with the little uh, recommendations uh, recommendation room. Rec room? Oh uh, yeah, you want to do rec room? Yeah, do rec room and then we'll. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let me see if I remember. Rick room. God, I've been thinking about that for weeks. Oh yeah. So rec room. Last week, last last time, last time on rec room. Previously, Ryan recommended. Oh, the mord of lust. Mord, lust mord. And I we've been doing a lot of taxes and QuickBooks stuff, and I put him on. And I got work done, dude. Did you? <laughs> I put it on. It's just like it's just like you are in the depths of hell, <laughs> going down a hole. Yes, exactly. And your life is gonna end. And right. I got some work done. It was great. <laughs> and I mean, I'm using Apple Music, obviously. Yeah. And sure. it's I don't know how many albums he has. It just keeps like there's like more and more and more and constantly more just coming up. Yeah. And I'm just like, and yeah. it's like pretty much all the same kind of theme and. I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm awesome. starting to add them to my list. So thank you so much, Brian, for that. I appreciate welcome. it. Welcome, welcome. I love Lost More. Uh, I actually have one of his on uh, on vinyl, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I got it for Christmas, uh, year before last, 
And um, do I, you I have a record player. I do. Oh, I do. Wow. I, I do. I, I use it from time to time. I didn't know but, you were a hipster. Yeah, I'm a total hipster, dude. Typewriters and record players, forget about it. And fountain pens. Uh, I'm, I basically, I'm like halfway to bringing a typewriter to Panera as soon as this pandemic <laughs> is over. That's the level I'm, I'm, I'm aspiring to. But um, yeah, because I'm always on the hunt for, for uh, good writing music, particularly for the kind of stuff that I write. And uh, like Les Mord fit the bill brilliantly. And it's just, sometimes it's so over the top bleak but but still musical you know not like you know just random industrial noises or anything like that but 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 so uh so bleak that i don't know i guess it, it does kind of give you that the atmospherics that you're looking for to to you know if you're writing something in that kind of uh, genre but also i guess to to focus <laughs> Uh, on stuff but did you hear that track that was like uh, it was the night of the demon his crack out concert did you hear any of that no not yet i haven't listened to the concerts i'm not a fan of live music anymore so oh it's just basically like eight people snapping before you know snap clapping before he starts and then and then you know he just starts with the synth you know so it, it it's it's only live it only you only get the feeling that it's live for a minute and then at the end so it's good I know that I did a little research on him. He's got a great sense of humor. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he released an album on June sixth of two thousand six. Yeah, or six six six. Yeah, and it's like he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't believe in any of that stuff. I just, I just, I just like the sounds. He's like not devil worshiping around right, me, but right. he's just into making those noises. That's what I'm into. Yeah. And and uh, but he did marry a uh, makeup effects artist. Uh, oh, in dude. Hollywood, and he lives in LA, just to keep you on my creep meter. <laughs> well, uh, I thought it was interesting that Paul Schrader also stumbled on him to do his uh, first reform. Uh, he did the he did the score for that that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't listened to that yet. So uh, is that a little more scory than just? It it is a little bit, but it's definitely within you know the lust mord kind of sound so it, it it it's probably about as mainstream as 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 you'll get him which is which is fine but um um you might also listen if you like if you like lust mord uh, find the uh, the soundtrack to the terror mm-hmm. uh, that amc show because uh he's featured pretty heavily on that as are a bunch of other people um that do that kind of that that kind of uh ambient awesomeness um and you might you might find some other stuff that that you like as well but less more just kind of like uh king of that stuff he's great lust mord mm-hmm. cool anything else for uh for the rec room any, any actual some new recommendations or just uh responses to previous um let's see just that's just i just wanted to say i i, I appreciate that i think that's good i like it awesome. um i do i have a recommendation um, um, oh, I have a dog getting up here. Um, <laughs> not, not, not really. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll send us out with the, the rec room theme. Um, rec room. Yeah. Awesome. Right. I yeah. love it. Okay. Um, so, uh, anything more generally to close us out or shall we wrap it up? I think we need to wrap up. My dog is whining at me. That's good enough for a reason. So um, thanks again, everyone, for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. We miss you in these pandemic times. 
please comment on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to um, hear how much you don't love to listen to us. Yeah, if it's if it's all just pure insults, we're like we're we're good with that. That's that's fine. Um, but in any event, uh, until next time, Peter. Until next time. When a humble bar graced a ride along with Geralt of Rivia, along came this song. From when the white wolf fought a silver-tongued devil, his army of elves at his hooves did they revel. They came after me with masterful deceit, broke down my loot and they kicked in my teeth, while the devil's horns minced our tender meat. And so cried the witcher, he can't be bleed. Toss a coin to your witcher, O valley of plenty, O valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your witcher, O valley of plenty. At the edge of the world, fight the mighty horn that bashes and breaks you and brings you to more. He thrust every elf far back on the shelf. High up on the mountain, from whence it came ah, He wiped out your past, God kicked in his chest He's a friend of humanity, so give him the rest That's my epic tale, our champion prevailed Defeated the villain, now pour him some mail